Sing a song. Awesome. Hey, everybody, you are tuned in to episode three, 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 three of the Monologue Podcast. So I'm going to give y'all on the intro. You know, I just had to start the show off right because we already know we have officially and finally made it into the second month of our calendar year, also known as Black History Month, Black Heritage Month, Black Excellence Month, whatever you want to call it, you know. I don't know about y'all, but we celebrate black history and black excellence year round um, on my side of the tracks. But February will always hold a special place in all of our hearts. So get ready for just a full month of black dopeness, black awesomeness, black history. So you can learn about learn yourself about something more than Martin Luther King and Malcolm X because we love them. Those are our kings, you know, but there are more. So many more black queens and kings that are that are a part of the fabric of this nation, of this culture, of this world. And um, this is a great opportunity for you to, all of us, I won't say you, because there's always more that we all can learn, but this is a time to kind of brush up. Okay. Okay. That was just a little PSA to start off the show. So we going to get right into it. Last week. We talked about validation. Validation station was episode two. Um, I got some great feedback from that. People seem to really enjoy it. You know, that was just something that I wanted to share. Um, one of the most valuable lessons I think I have learned in this past year or so um, that I've just been focusing more on myself and my own self-development is just you got to learn how to pump yourself up. Validation, what? It cannot be your meal, not external validation. That got to be a dessert. Self-validation, that has to be your meal. We got to learn how to talk to ourselves. Say self, self, say, huh? You say self, you good. You dope. You're fine. You're doing big things, okay? We got to learn how to converse with ourselves, validate ourselves, okay? Because you're not always going to get the stamp of approval from everybody. You can't let that stop you, all right? And so I hope you guys enjoyed episode two. As usual, wherever you listen to the podcast, like, subscribe, follow on SoundCloud, and shoot me comments or anything like that on my Facebook or Instagram, anything that you follow on. I love to hear feedback. I love to get feedback from you guys. So don't forget, follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at just Jamaya, that's J-A-M-A-Y-A, and follow Made to Make It on Instagram and then on Twitter at Made, the number two, Make It underscore. Okay, wonderful. Now we're going to get into our first segment of the show, G-I-T, Grinding in the Trenches. And today, I would like to highlight my sis, my soror, um, such, such an amazing person. I'm so happy to have met her, um, not too long ago. And ever since I've met her, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all hear my, the devil trying to come into my vocal cords like that and not celebrate my sis. That's crazy. Um, but yes, my sister, Tiara Wilson, Tiara Wilson, she is so 
awesome just before I even get into anything that she does and all the amazing things that she does. Her spirit and her energy is literally contagious. Her smile is like huge. You see her and you just want to smile. She's just such an amazing person, such a beam of light. And so I appreciate that alone. And then on top of her just being an amazing presence, she's doing some dope and amazing things. Now, if you guys haven't noticed a trend, I love anything motivational, inspirational. It's just, I love it. I love to see us encouraging one another. And Tiara has started her own motivational brand, her own website, her own business called Tiara True. Tiara spelled T-I-E-R-R-A, True, T-R-U-E. You can follow her on Instagram and on Twitter at Tiara True. Her website is www.tiaratrue.com. She has so much amazing content. She's a motivational speaker. She's a blogger. She's a youth mentor. She's a self-care coach. I mean, all the things, all the things to keep us going. She's so devoted and dedicated to our community and just ensuring that we have some inspiration and some positivity just injected into our lives she's just such an amazing person and it's so genuine everything is so genuine and she can sing her tail off y'all she posted this video on um facebook last night of her singing i'm going to be ready by yolanda adams baby baby she's just amazing just to have her on your timeline is a gift because you're always going to get something awesome from her so you guys go and support my girl tiara wilson again her brand tiara true at tiara true on instagram and on twitter and you can follow her personally as well her personal instagram account at underscore t underscore nicole um, follow her, show her some love, let her know I sent you. You will not regret it. She's just an amazing person. Love you, sis. Cause I know she's listening. She's just such a great supporter of me and me to make it. So I had to make sure I got my sis in there. <sighs> that made my heart happy. Cause I love her. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, you know what comes next y'all. I've decided I am going to call this segment of the show the petty portion because um i love alliteration so i love when things start with the same letter um so petty portion just rolls off the tongue a lot better so here we are <clears throat> in the petty portion and 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 then and, 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 and this one this one is for us for the ladies okay ladies this one is for us um we we've gone too far is the problem we've gone too far with all of these bundles okay now don't get me wrong don't get me wrong listen i love my bundles okay i'm a sucker for a 26 28 30 down by back okay ain't nothing wrong with it but if you're anything like me you get weave because you're lazy well i'm just gonna speak for myself i get weave because i'm lazy because i'm 100 percent natural all my life and so i don't sometimes i don't feel like getting my fingers all stuck in all the kinks and coils of my head so i say you know what i'm gonna give me some bundles so i can just you know wrap it on wrap it a little a little straight and get a little edge down whatever bare minimum right and so i don't i don't get weave with the intention to have to do more work than i would have to do to style my own hair Okay, and I think a lot of us have that same intention. However, we do not think things through. Here's what I mean. Here's here's the issue. We have to let go of these frontals, of these closures, of these lace fronts, silk bottoms, 
whatever they're called these days u part w part units whatever whole partial i think we just need to release and just back up off it because we've gotten a little too excited we're getting a little frantic because everybody think they can wear everything and it's just not the case okay for example these frontals sis a frontal is work a frontal is maintenance. You don't just throw a frontal on and walk out the door, okay? You got to get that glue, that spray, that whatever. I don't know because I ain't never had one. But what I have seen about them is that it looked like too much work for me. And if it's too much work for me, and if you're anything like me, it's probably too much work for you. So if you don't have the skill and the patience to really maintain that frontal, to ensure that that frontal ain't slipping back, then maybe you shouldn't get it, Okay? Same things with these closures, sis, 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 Too many times I've seen people who think, oh, I got a wig. I could just take it on and throw it off and not even do anything to my hair underneath. I got all these little kink bug edges hanging all out the bottom, at the top of my head. And then I got this Indian straight falling down my face. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Everybody talking about some, yeah, I got this closure. What closure? That closure, sis. That closure right there that I'm looking at. That closure that looked like a screen door. Yeah, that closure. That's the one. Okay? Stop buying these $75 frontals. Stop buying any. I can get these synthetic wigs. It's okay. But understand what you're putting on your head. Do a mirror check front, back, and side to side. Because some of y'all be coming outside just looking crazy. We can't, we gotta, we gotta stop doing it. Get you a little protective style, but don't go crazy. It's a little caveat for these protective styles. Listen, I love the faux locks, okay? But I think some of us have got faux locks confused with forever. That's not what that means. You gotta eventually take them locks out, sis. We can't be out here rocking faux locks for 12 months. Okay? We can't. You came in 2016 and 2017 with the same locks. No, 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 no. Take them out. Let your hair breathe. Wash it. Wash your hair. Okay? So, this is just a petty portion to address. If we're going to be out here trying to look like we're on the set of Love and Hip Hop with all this crazy hair and frontals and closures and all this stuff, make sure you are paying attention and doing what you need to do to maintain that style. Or else you're going to be out here looking like, I, I, I got the bike holiday. I got the bike holiday. Yeah, y'all know that? Y'all don't want to be out here looking like Wanda how she was looking when she got the bike. That red hair. Only the real will understand that movie reference. Only the real. Okay? So, Join me in boycotting trash, wigs, frontals, and closures. I love us for real. All right. Moving right along. Moving right. I know the first day I had some hair on my head that don't look right. Somebody going to come for me. But, hey, it was on my heart. And I have to obey what the Lord sends down for me to discuss and, and, and express to you guys. Okay? I'm just being obedient. I'm only being obedient today. Okay? And so we're going to move right on in to our jam session of the day. So, as you guys see, I opened up the show with the uh, Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. So it is Black History Month. And so the theme for this month, for all the jam sessions, is going to be something surrounded around Black culture, okay? Black history, Black culture. And for me, I am an actress. I am an entertainer. So 
more than likely it's probably going to be something around black entertainment. And so I want to talk about today, I want to highlight and discuss black television and how much I miss good black TV and how excited I am that I think, fingers crossed, it looks it looks like it's making a comeback. Okay, it looks like it's making a comeback and I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited for things like Insecure. I'm really excited to see things like This Is Us, you know, highlighting the black family. I'm really excited for things like The Shy, you know what I mean? Being Mary Jane, RIP, sad face, um, you know, has been canceled, but we still can watch and support. But um, black television is so important. This is a good time. So. The reason why I want to be an actress and primarily I want to act in television and film is because television and film is like the language of America. Okay, that is where we go and we see ourselves. That is where we go and we get the idea, oh, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be. This is what life is supposed to look like. That's the power of television and film. And oftentimes it has been exploited, right? So a lot of the images and things that we see on television and film our stereotypes or, or their skewed images to try and make us think this is what the status quo is. But when television and film is used properly, it can be so powerful to show and, and, and connect people to all these different possibilities and lifestyles and all these things. And so I really love that. I can just, you know, I think about growing up and the type of movies I watched and the type of TV shows I watched and how that influenced and inspired me to become the kind of person I am because I just it made certain things seem normal so many of the shows and movies that we watched when we were coming up you know talking to the 90s babies a lot of them you constantly saw black people going to college you constantly saw you know examples of black professionals and things like that and so it became a norm like oh they going to a different world I'm going to college too because college going to be like that you know what I mean you know what I mean? That's so Raven. How'd you think high school was about to be lit? You wanted to be out here doing everything. You wanted to be on the basketball team. You wanted to try and be a musician. You want to try, you know, it's just all these possibilities are given to you and it molds your mind. It's extremely influential and it can be a really good thing or a really bad thing, right? And so for a while, it was just, I just remember so many positive examples and honest examples of black people and black culture on TV. And we have been missing that for so long. I really am sick, sick of reality TV. I just cannot even enjoy it anymore because it's so far-fetched now. And like, it's always been fake, but it's to the point now where it's like insulting to watch. Like they're insulting my intelligence by me watching this and even for a split hair of a second trying to convince me that this is any way representing real life at all, at all, or not even real life with these, but like, like it's just ridiculous. So reality TV, I just, I can't do it anymore. And so we got so into this reality TV wave these past probably like what, I don't know, 10 years, 10, 12 years, you know, reality TV became the wave and now everybody's a reality star and all this and all that. And we got away from just seeing honest and true and normal and regular black people on TV, 
right? And a lot of that came from scripted series. And so I want to talk about just some of my favorite black television shows that I miss. And I don't know if I necessarily need reboots of these shows, but I would like new shows from new creators and new artists to kind of come back and get back and follow this mold almost, or not necessarily follow the mold, create something new, but get back into this idea of displaying and presenting black people on TV in a way that is positive and in a way that is real and realistic. You know what I mean? Because nothing bothers me more, man, let me tell you guys, nothing bothers me more that the the same narrative of black people is constantly told. You know what I mean? You're either like, it's either this horrific, traumatic story. Oh, born and raised in the project, mom, in the projects. Mama was a crackhead. Daddy in jail. Grandma beat me. You know, it's this terribly horrific story. You know what I mean? About how hard it is to come up and survive as an African American in the United States. Or it's this extremely one in a million revolutionary story about how somebody still came from this rags to riches and rags to riches and faced all this adversity and became this amazing emblem of black excellence, right? And so these are the two narratives that we're constantly, constantly juggling with, right? It's either the really, really, really down, like barely making it story, or it's this like superstar, you know, like your 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 hidden figures and all these things, which are great and important and true and definitely are stories that need to be told. But what happens is we miss so much of the beauty in the middle, right? We miss so much of the beauty of the people who just exist in the middle and who just live your normal everyday lives and they still face some of those adversities and they still accomplish amazing things within their own worlds which they might not be world changing things but they're big things to them in their world and they're facing these challenges and overcoming these obstacles and it's so much beauty in simplicity and there's so much beauty in that middle and we miss that middle because it's not as exciting and because you know it's not as much as a big title headline or a things like that. I miss that. And so I think about the shows that we used to watch and I'm like, all of those shows were just of average everyday people doing average everyday things in a dope way that we as black people could connect to. For example, anybody who knows me knows that I am a girlfriend's stan. I mean, I love girlfriends. I have the first five seasons of girlfriends on dvd i need to get the last three and i would turn it on and just watch it you know i used to that used to be like my study thing i would just put in my girlfriend's dvd and let it run mind you i've seen every one of these episodes multiple times and i can't and i'll still watch it and still laugh because this is what we just were thrown into this world of successful very successful black people we got lawyers we got real estate agents right we got Maya, who's a single mom and still working at an amazing law firm and still making a comfortable life for her son, you know, and going through her marital issues and things like that. We got Joan, who is single with no kids, but struggling with finding love and all these everyday human issues, right? Love, security, job, um, discovering your passion, Joan walking away from her job to start her restaurant, all these things. 
These are everyday issues that weren't grounded in the black struggle, right? They weren't grounded. The foundation of the show wasn't, oh, these are, these people were oppressed and they came from nothing and look at them now. That wasn't it. And it allowed, because that wasn't the foundation of the show, it allowed so much more freedom for them to address so many topics that do affect the African-American community. I mean, my favorite one is thinking about the AIDS episode where they, their friend Reese and she had AIDS and they talk about those things and they talk about the stigma of AIDS in the black community, right? And so the show was able to be a platform to not just talk about things from this perspective of being oppressed, but talk about things that occur in the world that happen to everyday people and showing how black people respond and react to them. And then we were just introduced to, we didn't have to get this huge backstory. We're just thrown into the world. I had to accept, wow, look at this image of black successful people. It doesn't matter where they came, where they came from. Look at them now, right? We didn't have to get these childhood, you know what I mean? stories of these characters and it was so amazing they were so relatable they were so approachable every they were so many different types of people right you had tony who was a little bougie and you had maya who was you know more urban a little more hood a little more street then you had joan who was just like a little wacky you know what i mean then you had william who was just william is an just an amazing example of a black man who you know, he wasn't macho, macho man, but he, he was just that nice, happy medium. I don't know. I just really loved Girlfriends. And as I got older and went back and started to rewatch it and revisit Girlfriends, I was like, dang, this was a really good show. This was good TV. It was engaging. It was funny. It was just good TV. How do we get away from this? Or you think about a different world. Everyone loves a different world. And a different world was just so powerful because it just showed these black students living and existing so beautifully in their in their truth and their power being at a hbcu but it's also emphasizing this idea of college like you think about the 10 and 11 and 12 year olds of today of 2018 what are they watching on tv that is normalizing higher education like what are they watching on tv that normalizes going to school What are they watching on TV that is normalizing having professions, being a lawyer, being a real estate agent, or whatever, whatever? What are they watching and consuming on TV that's normalizing black excellence and black success? There are not many things. Instead, they're watching love and hip hop and they're watching, you know, even marriage boot camp and all these things that is normalizing conflict and dysfunction. Right. So now instead of being like, oh, yeah, it's totally normal to just go to college. It's totally normal to pursue all these amazing things because that's just what people do. I mean, that's what they're doing on TV. That's that's what I'm supposed to do. Instead, it's like, oh, if I have a problem with somebody, I'm supposed to meet up with them at Applebee's, talk about it. And they don't say what I like that I'm going to splash a one dollar Long Island iced tea in their face because that's all we watch in a love and hip hop. Right. There's no such thing as conflict resolution. Everything is an argument. Everything is a fight. Oh, it's totally normal for me to try to pursue this man, even though he has a girlfriend. I mean, so what? He not claiming her, so why should I? You know what I mean? 
this idea, this idea of dysfunction and aggression, that's what's being normalized. That's what's being subconsciously pumped into the, the minds of the youth today, because that's the images of black people that is prevalent on TV. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Let me get this fashion overdress for my eighth grade luncheon. Like it's crazy. It's a wild, wild, wild to me. The kind of things that younger, that younger people and the younger generation are being fed because there aren't these examples of just normal everyday black people just going to work, going to school, chasing their dreams anymore. That's not it. Now it's all about getting a quick buck, getting a quick dollar. Everybody can be a rapper. Everybody can drop a song and a mixtape, go on TV, act the fool, and now you own. Right? And I think that's just so detrimental. And so I really, really want black television to come back and come back strong. I mean, we think about even shows like The Parkers. The Parkers was so amazing because it shows not only a mother and daughter living together and functioning, right? Two two women, black women living together and functioning, but also an older woman, Nikki Parker, taking control of the things she didn't do in the past and says, you know what? I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to pursue my education because it's never too late, right? Going to school at the same time with her daughter. Not only are they going to school, but they're going to a community college, so not only are we well, in the same breath, we could be watching something like, oh, a different world. Yeah, everybody goes to HBCU. Oh, so much awesomeness and black excellence here. We also could see things like the Parkers where it's like, hey, sometimes you got to do what you can, when you can, how you can. And you can still be awesome and you can still be excellent and you can still make a difference and make a change. Santa Monica Community College, man. They had a community college rocking and it was just so like... It was just so real and, and genuine to the point that sometimes you will forget that they were even like at a community college because it wasn't a thing. It wasn't like a negative connotation behind it. It was just normal. I just, that that's my thing. Black television used to just like normalize basic things. Like, okay, everybody can't go to a four-year institution. So maybe you can start at a community college and that can be okay. It doesn't have to be a negative stigma. I know plenty of people who have went to community college. I went to community college for some time. Like you see things like that. And these are the things, this is the things that, that we are learning, that we're teaching that are subconsciously just kind of going into our brains. We might not think that it's affecting us, but it is. And so you think about the images that we used to see in black television. And you think about the things that in the past probably like 10 years that we've seen on black television. And it's just like, man, there just aren't everyday normal black people on TV anymore. That's why things like Insecure are so refreshing. Cause you're like, Issa is just a norm. Like I can relate to sis. Working at the grassroots community organization, love life in shambles, right? She ain't out here trying to be the perfect, perfect madame. She's just trying to get it how she can, live her best life, making mistakes left and right, okay? Lawrence, making mistakes left and right. You just meet this, this, these people, these black people who are just so normal every day and who face issues that we face every day. And handle and tackle them in realistic ways. That's so important. That's so important. And that's one of the main reasons why I want to get into television and film. And why I want to be able to create and tell the stories of the people in the middle. 
Because most of us, we are the people in the middle. So it's weird that we don't consume entertainment that represents us. We consume things like love and hip hop where people are either like just completely like outlandish and crazy and like, you know, I won't say beneath you, but just like, you know, there are certain things that you just wouldn't do. So you have that level. And then you have these people who are living these wonderful, lavish, or what seems to be lavish lives. And that's definitely not where I'm at either. So where are the people in the middle? Your everyday people, right? And so, you know, I don't know. Like, even like the game before it got to BET. Because once the game got to BET, it just turned into, you know, another thing. But just meeting Melanie. You know, trying to make her way through med school, but, you know, dating a football player. And that's very, that's such a narrative that's so common, especially when you go, you know, when you're away at school and one day your boyfriend is just, you know, maybe the star of your college football team. The next day, boom, he's in the NFL and you still just out here trying to do what you were doing. So now you have to adjust your life. That's a very common narrative for people. Right. We see it all the time, especially, you know, what I mean, if you go to bigger colleges and universities, you see it all the time. Your guys, your homies from freshman year went from being in the crusty little dorm, being in crusty little hill crest. Now, all of a sudden, boom, he in the NFL. And it's like, dang, that's my homie. And so seeing things like that, seeing that dynamic between black men and black men checking each other, and you know, the different the different types of black men, the different types of masculinity. All that stuff is so refreshing to see. And I don't know. It just seems like one day we woke up and it was all gone. One day we woke up and it just was not, it wasn't the emphasis anymore. You know, everything became about, you know what I mean? Flavor of love and love of hip hop and, you know what I mean? All these things. It just spiraled, 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 spiraled out of control. And so I just really want to get back to that point where we're watching real people on TV. And even though it's scripted, there's a lot of power that can come from scripted series because you're taking real stories and you're you're organizing and, and you're constructing them in a way that can beautifully tell the story to a greater audience. There's so much beauty in that craft that I just miss it. And I'm really excited to get back to it. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's a big time right now with all the different streaming services and thing, things. A lot more creatives are coming out. A lot more writers and directors of color are, are having the opportunity and the platform to share their work. And so I'm really excited about that. If you guys um, know or have recommendation recommendations of awesome black television shows that you really enjoy, send them my way. I'm really interested in it. When I was in school, I did not watch a lot of TV. I don't know how some of y'all keep up with so many shows at one time. Like, there's no way I can keep up with Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder and Insecure and This Is Us. And, like, I can't keep up with all of these shows at one time. So sometimes I have to just, like, completely miss a whole season of a show and go back and binge watch it. Um, So I'm catching up with all my shows now that I don't have to worry about, like, papers and exams and all that presentations and stuff anymore so if you guys have shows you know that you're like this is a good show it's a good example of just black excellence and a good example of black culture send them my way i would love to watch them um send some comments my way you know about what 
your favorite black television shows that you miss. Oh, this is what I want to also say. For some reason, people always make me feel like I'm crazy or make me feel like I dreamt this up. But why does no one remember the cartoon Fillmore? No one remembers it. Whenever I talk about cartoons and I get into, you know, about my favorite cartoons and things like that, you know, you had Recess and Fairly Odd Parents and all this stuff. Nobody remembers Fillmore. He was the little bald head boy. He was a hall monitor and it was like Law and Order SVU, but for like kids. And so they would go around and um, solve all these crimes within the school because they were hall monitors, but it was kind of like they was the police of the school. And Fillmore, he was a little black bald head boy with glasses. And it was so dope. I used to love that show. It was literally like Law and Order for kids. And no one ever seems to remember that. They're like, no, Fillmore, I've never seen that. I'm like, okay, I know I did not make up and fathom this entire show. So if you remember Fillmore, can you please somehow, some way, just like comment and reach out and be like, yes, I remember Fillmore. You're not crazy. Because people really be trying to make me sound like and feel like I'm crazy. And I do not appreciate that. Fillmore was good TV. Also, if you know a way that I can stream and watch Fillmore, let me know that as well, because I would love to revisit it. Hmm. Okie dokie. Well, that's all I have for Jam Session. Um, I'm just excited for Black TV to make its comeback. Next week, I'm probably going to talk about Black movies, because, you know, that's a whole nother topic and conversation. But also, be excited for um, Black movies and what we're about to see. We already know Black Panther is coming. I will be there, period. I'm going to be there, and I'm thirsty. I'm getting a good seat right in the middle, not too far up, not too far down. And I'm excited for it. So, let me see what I had for my quote. Oh, yes. My affirmation for the evening, or I guess it's not the evening, but my affirmation for the week and for this weekend is... Where happiness shows, greatness grows. Mm-mm-mm. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Monologue. I'll catch y'all next week. Bye.